Podcast Answer Man, episode number 41. This show is sponsored by AG Design. Need a new website, logo, or artwork for your podcast? Visit AGEEDesign.com today. Hey, I'm Fries. This is CC Chapman from Managing the Gray, and you're listening to the Podcast Answer Man. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is a podcast regarding podcasting, new media, technology, Web 2.0, all that good stuff. And I welcome you back to the 41st episode today. And it's going to be a short episode. Uh, Reason being is I'm here on my lunch break, which I currently only have 14 days, 10 hours, 51 minutes, and now five seconds before the end of this year, which is when I officially will be a podcasting and new media professional full-time, hopefully for the rest of my life, and uh, very much looking forward to January 1st, looking forward to what is in store uh, with this new career, and uh, very excited about it. So uh, today's episode, I have two topics that I want to talk about. One is the danger of the live show and net vibes. All right, so where should I where should I start? Let me start off with the controversial topic of the danger of the live shows. Now, I want to tell you that many of you have personally emailed me and asked asked me, is there some kind of problem with you and Talkshoe? Did you guys have a major falling out? And I want to set aside, I want to set straight any rumors that might possibly be out there. There is no personal issues whatsoever that I have against TalkShoe. TalkShoe.com is an excellent service. And in fact, I credit them to really giving me the understanding that I can make money doing podcasting. That it is possible, uh, even if it seems remote at times, it is possible to make a living doing podcasting work, at least make some sort of money from it. And then th- that's something that, that that has launched into something much greater for me. And and so to them, I say thank you. TalkShoe.com, Dave Nelson, all of you guys, I've loved every single thing that you guys have done for me. And uh, I will tell you, and I've had some conversations with uh, probably about five or six of you uh, that have kind of been off the record. And, and I, I have shared that they're you know their pay structure had changed significantly uh this past summer uh, with the major change happening uh back in July and I'll be upfront and honest and and I don't think that that uh anybody at Talkshoe would be offended if I shared that that their payout structure kind of changed in favor of those who participate in in really uh broadcasting in the live interactive format and and their payout structure reflects their focus, their goals moving forward for their company. Now, just because their goals for their company slightly vary and stray away from my goals for the future of podcasting doesn't mean that my goals for the future are any uh, more right or, you know, are more significant than theirs and and vice versa. And so I want to let you know that that my goal is not to have 100% live participating shows. Now, will we still have live participating shows moving forward? Absolutely. Will we have more than we have in the past? Very possibly. However, I want to tell you that that my my number one goal is to build community and that is very much going to be a significant role in building communities, this live interactive format. 
Now, will I want to do that through telephone conversations? Maybe not so much in the future. I've really uh, been kind of, uh, I guess, maybe spoiled by the pure, crisp, clear audio uh, distribution that's now offered by Ustream.tv. And I, I love it that when people come and listen to us live over at gspn.tv slash live when we're broadcasting out there as we're recording a podcast locally, I love that the people who are participating live that really only come for the live, um, oh, what is it, the, the live energy, the energy of the live show, and they're not there necessarily to participate by calling in, but they do enjoy chatting with other listeners during the show. There are those people out there, and, and, and it took me a while to really understand that. We had a lot of people participating in live shows, and and they were coming, but they weren't calling in, which which didn't bother me. There were probably about uh, over probably 10 or 15 people out there in the community that really do enjoy calling in. They like to hit that request to talk button and they like to contribute and be a part of the show uh, audibly. And, and, and we welcome that as well. But for the majority of our live shows, people just came and listened and chatted with the other people who came to listen to the live show. And doing that via telephone conference, I will tell you that a lot of our shows uh, have a lot of audio comments and we do some, you know, musical bumpers and intros and all that stuff and and you just don't really get that that quality sound when you come to listen live. And so it seemed to me that it would be within the best interest of the community, which again, that is my primary focus here. Uh, that we would move to a place where I could deliver them the best experience possible for what they're looking for, knowing that a majority of our listeners come because there's an energy, there's there's something fun about seeing it as it happens, hearing it as it's being recorded. And those are not my words, those are your words. Several of you have told me that. And so uh, with knowing that it's your desire, not necessarily to come and call in, but your desire to to come and and participate, see it as it's being recorded, and and to do, to have the chat room there to to interact with with the other listeners. That's been the primary goal. Knowing that it's been in my best interest to see if I can make that the best experience possible, and I think that with some tinkering and some tweaking of things, I found a way to to really accomplish some great live interactive shows. And we do that, if, if you just go to gspn.tv slash live, you'll see an example of my site. Now, uh, chances are I might be broadcasting. Who knows? You'll, you'll, you'll see if we're there or not. But uh, if not, you, you can at least take a look at the chat room. You can see where we have the, the Ustream screen up on the site. So people, when they're watching us, they can uh, see what's going on as we're recording. And uh, occasionally, I will set up a phone bridge where people can call in if they want to. And the last three shows that I set up the phone bridge, nobody called in, which I'm that doesn't upset me. I what I it it, it kind of I, I was kind of like you know why aren't people participating? And and I I sometimes I have to remind myself that people are a little nervous about speaking and being recorded, and and, and that they get nervous. In fact, I've. I've heard that in some of the people's uh, voicemail, phone-in comments, that you can just tell that they're really nervous when they're talking. 
But when, to come and just listen and enjoy themselves and to, to type in a chat room, gosh, they're used to instant messaging and stuff like that. So so it's no it's a no-brainer for them to come and participate that way. And so, like I said, the last two times I've done a live show, nobody, nobody's actually requested to actually talk, but we had record numbers of people show up for the live show. And I think that's awesome. And I want to say thank you to the, you guys out there. And I think that uh, the size of those audiences are, uh, the audience size for the live shows are growing because people are hearing about the fact that it's no longer just telephone quality. They're actually hearing a very nice, almost the same as if you were just hitting the play button on the streamed locally recorded stuff. And so it is that clear. Uh, with the occasional issues of uh, bandwidth and, and stuff like that, uh, limiting the upflow of information. But for the most part, 99% of the time, it's crystal clear good sound, and, I, and I'm really impressed by it. So, and, and so I'm finding the best ways possible. And if that means to give you guys – now, I will tell you that the move away from TalkShoe has cost me financially, and, and that's not the biggest concern of mine. Is it a huge concern? I will tell you that come January, this is going to be a huge concern for me because I'm used to receiving a significant check, not nearly as significant as it was prior to July and August of this past year. I mean, I was making some some good income from from the downloads before, uh, but it's still a significant amount enough to pay enough to cover a few of the uh, monthly expenses here. That check's not going to come in like it did in the past, and so it has cost me financially. But the thing is, is that what the desire here is not to try to stick with any one place that says, "Hey, you're going to get money only if you use our service in these pieces of technology," and that's not what Talkshoe said because there there is really no you know connection uh, and tie to them specifically, and so. No, nothing bad's happened. I just decided that, you know what, this is what my listeners are here for. It's not necessarily to phone in. It's to chat and to hear what's going on live. And I can provide a better uh, atmosphere for that over here using Ustream. And not only now do they get the chat, not only do they get the audio and a very high-quality sound, but now we give them a, a, a window into the studio. I mean, literally, you can peek into the studio and watch us as we record. So we've, you know, we're just really evolving this to the best possible experience for those of you who want to join in live. And uh, that's the reason why I've made the change. Now, with that, I will. I want to get back to the original topic here, and that is the danger of the live show. And I, and specifically what I'm talking about is for those of you who are considering podcasting for the very first time. Now, I will tell you that I've seen a lot of people start podcasting. Um, in the past two years, uh, we've successfully seen the launch of many of, of, of a handful of you in the community launch your own shows, some very successful shows. Uh, among the most successful Shows are the Sims 2 Challenges podcast, which completely goes against what I'm about to share with you here. But it it's just, a, and of course, uh, Rachel uh, has a podcast where uh, she's the exception to the rule. And and so I'm going to talk about the rule in just a minute, I promise. And then we have the girlsnightinpodcast.com and we have bothright.com. 
uh, where uh, those are three very successful podcasts that came as an inspiration from gspn.tv, and those are members of our community that launched podcasts, and those are all three very successful ones. Now, here's the situation. The Both Right and the Girls' Night End podcast, both of those uh, shows are set up to the fact to the point where those are record, recorded locally they're not brought in with a huge live audience uh, uh well with an opportunity of a huge live audience that are standing by and could request to talk throughout the entire show now um and, and same is true uh with with both uh, we're both right with Eric and uh, Rob those guys are doing a great show and they record everything locally as well now n- now, Rachel's Easy Lisi, who does the Sims 2 Challenges podcast, uh, she is uh, she is doing a great job, and she actually literally did start that with using a service like TalkShoe or like LiveNow.com or whatever other services are out there. There are a lot of them now. Anyhow, there are these services, and, and Rachel started her show with a live telephone call-in thing. Now, for her, it, it's worked, Okay. And I don't know if I can explain why the exception to the rule has worked for Rachel. And, and why I'm and what I'm talking about being successful, I'm talking about a podcast subscription audience model. Okay. Now there are a lot of very popular shows out there that are all live, but generate little to zero uh downloads of their show. And uh, Rachel's one where she ge- she generates a moderate number of live participants, but she also uh, is able to she's able to obtain a, quite a significant amount of downloads of her show as well. And the reason I know that is because I recently listened to the talk talkshoe.com's uh, top 100 most downloaded podcasts for 2007. And in the top 50 were seven shows. Uh, where, uh, let's see, four of those seven shows were gspn.tv shows, shows that I produce here. And the other three were, were both right, Girls' Night In podcast, and also um, the Sims 2 Challenges podcast. So seven gspn.tv shows and gspn.tv inspired shows showed up in the top 50 of the most downloaded podcast on TalkShoe.com, and that is awesome because there are literally thousands upon thousands of podcasts, uh, or they, as they call them, TalkCasts over there, and so that's awesome. Now, here, let me explain to you why I think there's a danger, okay? And and there are because th- those are some successful ones. Now, I think that there. Now, I've seen several uh, GSPN.TV community members attempt to launch shows. That did not turn into a success. And a majority of those shows have been shows that have been launched using the same method that Rachel uh, chose to use. Uh, and that that method has uh, everything to do with uh, going ahead and signing up for a no equipment necessary kind of podcast. And one where you basically all you need is a telephone and you invite some friends to come and chat with you live while you're recording your show and have uh, the service, whatever it might be, whether it be talk show or live now or whatever other blog talk radio and all that other j- jazz, uh, they can record your telephone conversation and that becomes your show. Now, there here are the pitfalls of the live 
podcast format via telephone where you don't invest any money in any kind of equipment whatsoever. The pitfalls, uh, let me start with number one. Number one, there is the audio quality. Um, now, I'm I'm not an audiophile. I, I, I'm not like so so into audio quality that I can tell you the difference between 128 kilobits and 192. However, I will tell you that I'm very, very particular about listening to 128 kilobits per second versus a 64 kilobits per second podcast. And most of the time, I don't like anything under a 96 kilobits per second podcast unless the content is truly amazing or unless it's Leo Laporte who also uses Adobe Audition 2.0 using the Fraunhofer uh, MP3 compression method. Now, with all that said, I will not listen to a telephone quality recording of a podcast unless there are two exceptions to this rule. Number one, the content is so extremely relevant and something that I have a very strong desire to listen to. Or number two, it's somebody that is a, a personal friend of mine. It's maybe somebody in the community who's launched a show and therefore, yes, I'll go and listen to it. Now, I have I, I do subscribe to one or two uh, telephone recorded audio quality shows. And I, I listen to them because they're friends. And the content is pretty decent, but the content, if I didn't know this person, is not by any stretch of the imagination uh, anything I'd listen to with the audio quality if I did not know those individuals. Now, if I were to take the same, if, the, if that individual or these individuals that I'm thinking of, if they were to take the time to record locally, into even the cheapest of cheap microphones. Uh, for example, I think you can get for like $20, you can get a headset microphone head uh, where the, the microphone, microphone comes off the earbuds over on the, or the uh, headphones off the right hand or left hand side and you plug in the headphone jack into the headphones on your laptop or computer sound card or and then you ch plug in the microphone into the microphone jack. This isn't the USB model, but for 20 bucks you can get a pretty decent um, headset microphone combination. Now, and of course, without spending any additional money on equipment, if you have a computer, you can download the free Audacity program. I think it's audacity.sorgeforge.net, if I'm not mistaken, or it might be sorgeforge.org. Anyway, you can get Audacity for free, and if these individuals that I'm thinking of, that, that I subscribe to their shows, I personally believe that even though their content is not something I'm extremely interested in so much that I would record that I would uh, wouldn't podcast or wouldn't subscribe if I didn't know them now at least if their their content was remotely interesting to me which one of them really is there's one that that's about a, a, a little town very close uh, here in Kentucky it's actually the capital city of Kentucky and and it's a podcast that that's this little short, quick little updates of what's going on in in their recent move to this town. And so I really enjoy listening to the stories, but not at the quality that they're recorded. Now I think that this show would be extremely possible po would be extremely popular among all Kentuckians if the show was recorded in a much higher. Uh, quality and when I say much higher quality, all I'm saying is record 
directly right into um, Audacity using a very inexpensive microphone, and all of a sudden you're you're about 25 steps higher on the quality level than a t- recorded telephone call. And when you, especially when you sit down and you get into Audacity, and then you find out it, it takes no time at all to add in a pre-recorded uh, audio intro and an audio extra, and 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 then all of a sudden you've got yourself a a, a, a marginally decent produced podcast. And I think that that anybody who would go that route take a little bit of extra time. Now, of course, this takes an episode that it takes a a, a 15 minute podcast episode from taking 15 minutes of you calling in on the show and then hanging up and then it's recorded and put out to your audience. It would take it up probably to it would take your 15 minute episode up to about 45 minutes of production because of course there are some extra steps there are you have to open up your recorder then you speak your podcast instead of talking into the phone and when you're done you know if you want to add in the audio intro and the audio extra you know importing those in on separate tracks and and then mixing it down to a single mp3 file and then uh, of course then the benefit of uh doing these things locally is then you can add album artwork specific to your episode onto your mp3 file you can edit your id3 tags which is very important uh and and stuff like that and and then of course you upload it and and you can still use many of these free hosts out there uh that offer this like TalkShoe. you can still upload your recorded content to their servers and they'll feed it out to you so um Anyway, that that's that's one pitfall is that when you go to a service that allows you to record your podcast starting out with your telephone is your audio quality. Now, let me speak to the second and probably the most important uh, pitfall that I see of recording into these uh, live and interactive shows uh, as your very first uh, experience into podcasting. And it has everything to do with what excites you, where your goals are as you start out. Now, many podcasters, unfortunately, start out without any goals in mind. For example, um, you know, when I started out, I had I had no real intended goal of who my audience was going to be, or I, I did have an, I had a, I did plan out what I was going to talk about, but uh, I didn't know who my audience would be. I didn't even know if I'd have an audience. So for me, I had no expectations there. And so anything that breached that expectation, which was nothing, was totally awesome for me. Now, because I recorded my show locally and it had a decent amount of quality, uh, well above that of a telephone call, and it was regarding a topic that was somewhat, somewhat popular, or at least some, there were many people that shared the same passion, when they, when they heard it, they latched onto it, and all of a sudden I saw you know 300 downloads, then 1,000 to, to 3,000 downloads, and then all of a sudden just things skyrocketing. All of a sudden, it's like, wow, this is amazing. And so my expectations of the future were huge in as far as download numbers and subscriptions to my podcast. Whereas um, what happens in, in the majority of times when I see a show that's being launched by telephone only uh, what happens is I and and I won't mention any names, but I, I I do know a few of you that have started a show and you you kind of got you've kind of given up because you never seem to be able to get beyond the fifteen downloads a week and and you what happens is I believe that you you sign in 
and you get on the telephone and you start your live show and you look and you see nobody's here and nobody's listening. And so you, when you're talking into the phone, you're, it kind of just feels awkward. And then all of a sudden, let's just say somebody happens to be browsing the website and they see that your show is live and ready to go and, and they sign in and they talk to you and it's like, oh, hey, welcome to the show. I'm recording my first show. And then all of a sudden, you might have been in the middle of your talk about what your podcast is going to be about for the day and, and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you get this person. It's like, oh, I was just browsing around trying to figure out what this service is. This is really cool. So you do a podcast. Oh, yeah, I do a podcast. And then all of a sudden your content is being interrupted by you having to educate the person on the telephone about what you're doing. And and sometimes you just get so excited about the fact that somebody's in your show that, that you'll let them take control of where your show goes from that point forward. And and it and it just it really changes the dynamic. You're no longer in control of your content. Sometimes you allow your uh, expectation to say, oh wow, well I can get live listeners. And so you ask these people to come back the next time and and before you know it, your live and interactive show becomes this mixed up jumble of just listening to you in a telephone conversation. And and chances are, if you're using this method of recording on the telephone and doing the live show that way and, and, and you're recording your podcast that way, chances are you're not going to go and download that episode and then edit out all of those non uh, contextual conversations out of the show, which by the very least, I think you should do. So for, for a download, if you're interested in downloads. Now, for those of you who are not interested in downloads and you just want to talk to people live, it's great. But for I, unfortunately, I believe there are some people out there who have started some shows who have given up on the idea of podcasting because they could not find any success in getting subscribers to their shows. And so they're not seeing any download numbers. They're not seeing a growing audience. They're not getting a an increased amount of feedback and and, and conversations of and, and a community around surrounding their passion. And I think that that has a lot to do with the fact that nobody wants to download and listen to a recorded conversation that is just all bounces all over the place. And I think that that's less likely to happen when instead of dialing up the phone call and talking to people or even recording and just talking into the telephone, I think if instead you put live people out of your out of your mind and just imagine people who are downloading, listening to you, and then talking directly into the microphone to that person. For example, right now, I am talking to you. Yes, you, right now, I'm talking to you because I know that you're listening. And I'm not concerned about somebody else dialing in on the phone over here, you know, I, I can go, you know, we're not gonna bring anybody in on the telephone and, and I'm not gonna have a conversation with them because right now, my conversation isn't for them, my conversation is for you. And I believe that you are listening to this because of my direct connection with you personally. And do you see the difference? There's a difference when if I were having a conversation and I was just, you know, came here on my lunch break and opened up the telephone lines and just waited for people to call and we just kind of had a conversation about anything. I doubt you would be interested in that, would you? If I'm wrong, tell me. Uh, no, it, I, okay, I take that back. I'll preface it by, would you like that for every episode of the Podcast Answer Man? 
No, I don't think you would, unless I'm speaking for you and I'm assuming the wrong thing. I know I wouldn't be interested in hearing, um, you know, C.C. Chapman, who opened up the show with his intro. Thank you, C.C. Um, you know, I, I would not be interested in hearing manage, Managing the Gray if he was just calling it up and waiting for people to call in and, and kind of let the show go from here and there, bouncing around the conversations. Now... Here's the deal. Where now if if I'm if I'm feeling this way about the live shows, why am I going to continue to do them? Here's the reason. I believe that live shows have a place. Live interactive podcasting has a place. And the place I think that it is for is is as a service for existing podcast okay, it has a place for anybody who wants to do a live show and and not really concern themselves about a growing audience. So there it's already got a place for you. But for big podcasters, for podcasters who have a community built, what is what is the value in a live interactive show, especially one that you can call into if you want to, like on a talk show? The value is when you already have a built-in audience and you want to provide the live show as a service to that audience as a means for them to connect in an additional way outside of just your standard email, blog comments, and forum posts. And, and voicemail feedback where you respond to them on a kind of like a, a one-way direction. Whereas, you know, you can open up the phone lines and say, hey, we're going to do a live show on this date for this show. We would love it if you would like to join us for this special event. Come join us. And I found that those are the most valuable when it comes to our, our podcasts. Now, Help I Got a Mac is a show that that is very much a, a, a live and interactive show that we open up the phone lines a majority of the time. But even now we've started uh, having uh, episodes where we don't open up the phone lines. We, we pretty much rely on the content that we produce and we rely on the telephone voiced in uh, questions that people call in and we just go with it. And you know what? I've opened up the phone lines on that and just went, let ahead, went ahead and let it scroll at the bottom of how you can call in and participate. And you know what? For a majority of the people, they don't even call in. But they do listen and they enjoy the call. So with that, I just want to say that if you're thinking about podcasting, uh, I want to I want to suggest that you do go the very go to the very minimum and at least try recording locally speak into a microphone and pretend you're talking to one person and 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 I hope that maybe you might be that one person and that you would be inspired to start your first show about your passion and uh, just know that it'll go well somebody will share that passion and then call in here and let me know at area code 859-795 4067 859-795-4067 tell us about your show and we'll promote it um now for those of you who have tried in the past to launch a show and you did it on a live interactive kind of thing and it kind of flopped you know don't give up don't give up try it this way get yourself an inexpensive microphone download the free audacity recording software I'll put a link to it in the show notes for episode 41. Go to podcastanswerman.com. You'll see it in the show notes section. I will put a link to Audacity and and go and try it again. Make yourself a feed and 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 then let us know that it's there. Then come tell me and I'll promote your show and and see if 
I'm particularly interested in those of you who have tried a telephone-only podcast so far that did not meet any success. I'm particularly interested to see if you would be willing to try the same show under a different format of instead of doing live interactive recording locally and then releasing for people to download. I bet you because your focus will then be on the people who download versus the focus being on the live show people, the people who come in and lot to your show live, since you'll be focusing on the person listening, then I bet you your numbers will grow faster and you'd meet greater success. Anyway, I was going to talk about NetVibes. Uh, NetVibes is a website service that I'm using uh, that, to replace my Google homepage, or it's also known as iGoogle. I think I'm going to save that for another episode. I said this is going to be short. I didn't realize my rant about live sh- the the pitfalls of a live show uh, was going to be so long. Uh, but I hope you understand where I'm coming from. I'm not sta- I'm not saying that there's no place for a uh, for a person to start up and do a live show, and and I hope I haven't offended anyone. I'm just saying for if, you know, in in majority, I just want to preface, I want to not preface, what do you say at the end? I want to just say at the end, in conclusion, that, that these thoughts, these feelings of mine regarding the success of a show is primarily for those of you who are wanting to create a community of people who share your passion and, and to, to, and your desire is to see a, an increasing number of people who are subscribed to and downloading your content on a consistent basis. And if that is, if I believe if that's your desired goal, the best way to do that is to really sit down and, and focus your show only on the people who will download and listen to your show and, and try to get your focus off of the people who are joining you live because I think what you'll find is that people like to hear you talk to them and and for the for the most part and uh, so of course there there are a lot of exceptions to this rule but I do you do you understand where I'm coming from do I am I making sense leave me your feedback I'm interested in hearing what you're saying what you have to say about this I you know I the show is called the podcast answer man it's not because I have all the answers it's because I want to be a place that you can come and get answers and maybe my answer is not your answer maybe you think that there's some some other way to look at this and I invite you to call and leave back leave me your feedback we'll play it in a future show if you do area code 859-620-2644 and uh, just want to say a special thank you to uh, Evan Ag over at agdesign.com, agee-design.com. Thank you, Evan, for uh, again for uh, sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Answer Man, totally awesome to have you on board. If you guys need anything as far as artwork or a website for your podcast, Evan is the man, and you should call him today and tell him you heard about him from me because that helps me out. Thanks. God bless. Bye bye.